Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today's episode, I'm going to jump into supplements, specifically what supplements I recommend for beginners. So this is going to be somewhat dependent on the individual, which I'll explain why. But first of all, this is just some typical recommendations for the average individual. So let's say let's say you're allergic to something in whey protein. If you take whey protein and have a reaction, didn't come trying to blame me for it. So do your own research, look at the ingredients of everything before you buy it, if you are gonna. And again, this is just recommendations, so I'm not taking into consideration any allergies and all that sort of thing, although there's probably not gonna be much allergies uh, to the supplements I'm gonna recommend. But off that tangent, so in terms of what to take, when to take supplements, sorry, this is when you're gonna be having consistency inside the gym and outside the gym so you don't have to be nailing everything a hundred percent of the time but if you're missing sessions like very frequently there's no point taking supplements to help your performance because the best thing you can do in that aspect is just be consistent to your training and then once you have good consistency you are trying to like track your nutrition or You've got a plan in place with your nutrition. You're doing something consistent that helps you see progress. Then you can look to take supplements if they're necessary for yourself. Saying that, most of the time supplements aren't necessary. However, it is nice to take a bit of pre-workout before the gym. It is nice to take a supplement here and there and they can be useful even if you aren't on track 100% of the time. But yeah, don't waste your money on them if you're not being really consistent as a whole. And like I said, the needs are individual to the person. I'll dive into this further when I discuss each supplement. But let's say, let's say you're vegetarian and it's really hard for you to have enough protein. Let's say you require a lot of protein, like 250 grams. It's going to be hard to get that from vegetarian products. So you could then use a, like a, like a vegetarian whey protein or something like that to help get your protein intake up or a vegan way or that that could be useful same again if let's say you never ever ever eat fish then it might be a better idea to eat or have a supplement that's found in fish whereas if you eat fish daily then that might not be useful so to start off again these are just general recommendations so it it does depend on what you don't have in your diet etc but I'm just gonna go through the basics that are valuable for most individuals. So first of all is creatine. So creatine's a really cheap supplement, it's well researched and it's shown to have a lot of benefits. Some of them include performance, strength, endurance and uh, like your cognitive function. So basically it's gonna help you progress in the gym to an extent and help by cognitive function, what I mean is just help you concentrate focus help your brain function uh, so yeah very valuable supplement it's something i think most individuals should take if not all the fact it's so cheap means you might as well it's not like it's gonna be like emptying your pockets because it is that cheap so yeah i recommend taking creatine in terms of what time you should take it it doesn't really matter what's most important is taking it five grams daily because our body stores it so it's not like we've got no creatine in our body before we take the next serving. However, I like to take it first thing in the morning 
the reason being is in the morning I'll always have like a litre of water with like glutamine in it which is another supplement creatine in it as well and that just ensures I'm going to have it daily. Some people have it like before their session or during their session. The problem I see there though is what well, you're probably going to forget it the days you don't train which is something I did. So yeah, anytime you can take it but I like taking it first thing in the morning. Next up is whey protein. Oh, sorry. As well as taking creatine, all you need is creatine monohydrate. So there's different types of creatine you can find on different websites. Uh, like, uh, I, I can't quite recall the names of them, but creatine monohydrate is just a basic one. And that's all you need. You get the other types and it's just basically a marketing scam trying to get money out of you. Creatine works fine when you just take it like it, like creatine monohydrate. You don't need anything fancy. It's just going to, like I said, waste your money. It's shown to work well effective just taking it like that. As for whey protein, whey protein, as the name suggests, is just a source of protein. And whey is actually from like milk. So it's just refined like milk and the extract from it. And you get the protein from that. And as you can imagine, this is useful if you're trying to reach your protein goal. And the best type of whey I like to take is whey isolate. So whey isolate usually has less lactose in it. And it also has less fats and also less carbs in it. So that's handy if you're dieting and you don't want to be consuming a lot of them from protein powder. <clears throat> and the reason why this is beneficial is it helps you reach your protein goal which then means you'll recover effectively. It's also convenient. So if you're on the go a lot or you don't have time to eat right after your session, it could be a great idea to grab a protein shake just to ensure you're going to recover. The reason why it helps us recover is when we spike muscle protein synthesis, we are in a better place to recover and grow muscle. And having around 25 grams of protein helps us spike that. And again, I like whey isolate. If you're like, if you're like a like a vegan, then you could have any any sort of vegan whey. What you want to ensure is they've got all essential amino acids in them, which is a, what actually spikes muscle protein synthesis. And next up, you want omega freeze, or you don't want omega freeze. That's something I recommend. Uh, the reason being is. It's a fatty acid found in fish and most people don't consume enough fish. It's not really popular to consume a lot of it in the UK and not a lot of people like it as far as I'm aware. So the benefits of it are just joint health, also the health of your heart I believe and it can potentially improve sleep or have an impact in your sleep quality. So in terms of when you should take your Omega Freeze, Omega-3 is actually an anti-inflammatory, means it stops inflammation from taking place. You might think this is a good thing, but we actually want inflammation around the time we train. For example, if you train in the morning, you shouldn't take it first thing in the morning. And in terms of what you take it with, to absorb it, we need to have it with a fat source. The reason being is it's fat soluble, meaning we need to have it with fat for it to be absorbed into our body because fat basically helps us absorb nutrients or some nutrients. Some don't need fat to be absorbed well, but omega-3s do. So take it when you have a fatty meal 
let's say at the end of the day you always have, I'm not sure, I'm not sure why you'd have this, it's not really something to have for dinner, but let's say you have eggs at the end of the day, then they've got fat in them, so it's a good idea to take them with your eggs, although you're probably not going to be eating eggs for dinner, but I think you get the drift. Take it with something with fat in it, also as far away from your session as possible, so it doesn't stop inflammation from taking place. Next up is vitamin D3. So this is something that's found from sunlight. It's also in some foods as well. It's in eggs, I believe. I believe it's in like uh, red meat as well. Um, I'm not 100% what else it's in. But it's hard to get enough from food. So we'd have to be eating an absolute ton of eggs, ton of other foods to get enough of it. And as a result, we are probably going to be lacking in it slightly. So... In the winter months, there's obviously not a lot of sunlight as well, so that's a great reason to basically take it as a supplement. And the best time to take it, again, it's fat-soluble, which means you need to take it with a fat source to absorb it. For example, like I said, if you're having fat for your dinner, like eggs or something, anything fatty, have it then, and again, have it far away from your workout as it's an anti-inflammatory. So, next up is a multivitamin. So, this is basically acts as an insurance policy, I like to say. So, if you eat quite a good diet, but you could be better with your fruit and vegetable intake and eating nutritious foods, it's a great idea. Even if you do take a lot of nutritious foods in, I take it as well, just again to act as an insurance policy to ensure I've got no deficiencies in my diet. The reason we don't want deficiencies no reason to overcomplicate it. If we don't have good health, if we've got deficiencies, then we're not going to perform well. So health drives performance is something I like to say uh, to my clients. So if you look after your health, performance will follow. And again, we know that if you have deficiencies, it can lead to issues like uh, poor energy throughout the day, things like that. So again, if you've got poor energy, we're going to have poor performance. So yeah, just supplement with a good multivitamin. If you get one from like my protein and that, I don't think they're the best quality. I've got my supplements from there in the past and uh, it's just gave me digestive issues and I don't think it's really that that effective. So yeah, get a reasonable quality one. And if anyone wants me to point them in the right direction when buying supplements, just drop me a message. So next up after multivitamin, similar to that, it's a greens powder. So a greens powder is applicable if you don't eat a lot of fruit and veg in your diet. If you're having like your five a day or more and you're really good for it, you're really consistent with it, you don't really need one. I don't have one myself because I eat quite a lot of fruit and vegetables and nutritious foods in my diet. So I don't think it's really necessary. And again, this just acts as an insurance policy to make sure you're getting all your like vitamins and minerals in. And again... It's just for health purposes. If you're healthy, you're going to perform well. So that's why I recommend that. And again, don't waste your money on it if you're already consuming a lot of fruit and veg. I'd still recommend consuming fruit and vegetables over a greens powder if you can. The reason being is sometimes like what we get in a vegetable or fruit, it's made with, it, it comes with things that help us absorb it. For example, just because we take vitamin C doesn't mean we'll absorb all of vitamin C. However, if we take it, I'm not sure if this is actually true or not, but uh, bear with me here. Let's say you take it with like an orange. 
there's other things in the orange that help the absorption of vitamin C, for example. Saying that, I'm not sure if that applies to an orange, but I know it does apply for like uh, some some foods and some vitamins and minerals. So yeah, take one if your fruit and veg are low and you don't eat your fruit and veg, but if you do, just, just leave it. Next up, essential amino acids. So I recommend taking these around your session, specifically, ideally during your session and just putting it in with water and drinking that throughout your workout. The reason why is because it does something called spiking, it spikes muscle protein synthesis, which I briefly covered earlier. And this basically helps us recover better. The reason why is because when we train our muscles, they get broken down and to get them to repair themselves and to grow muscle further, we need to spike muscle protein synthesis. So this keeps muscle protein synthesis high during the session and means we'll ideally break down less muscle and be able to recover at a faster rate. And if we recover at a faster rate, we can do more sets, we can train harder, we can train more often, and as a result, progress at a faster rate, you could argue. And uh, yeah, muscle protein synthesis is essential for building muscle. It is quite good as well if you're not eating right after or right before your session because food with protein in it also spikes muscle, muscle protein synthesis. But if we're having that like away from our session, we could argue we might want to have essential amino acids during it. It is quite nice to sip on as well. It isn't the cheapest of supplements, however, uh, if you if you care about your progress, you want to make a lot of progress in your gym, then I'm and then I'm sure you can afford it if that makes sense. So again, it's just up to your values. Do you want that, or do you want to get a get a seventy or go out at the weekend? So it, yeah, it's just it, it depends on what you want to spend your money on, really. Uh, as for next up, it's highly branched cyclic dextrin. So it might sound a bit of a funny word. It's basically a carbohydrate powder, and I recommend taking this around your session also with essential amino acids. What it basically does is it increases insulin levels and this is valuable as it stops muscle protein breaking down. And why the reason why we want this is again when we're building muscle, when we train it, it gets broken down and then it repairs itself. And if you think about it, if we can stop as much breakdown from happening, then it means we don't have to recover as long, wait as long, it doesn't take as long for us to get back up to baseline when our muscles aren't broken down. And as a result, we can build more muscle faster instead of having to take ages to actually just get back to square one and our legs not being in bits really sore after a session. And instead, we can spend that time recovering because let's say we didn't take it we trained legs every three days. They're just constantly going to get broken down and broken down and broken down and not a chance to recover. Whereas if we take the supplement, you could argue it's not going to be broken down as much and then you can be building muscle in between the sessions better, if that makes sense. And it's going to lead to less soreness after your session, most likely. The reason why is when we break down our muscles, that's what that's where soreness comes from, when we have muscle protein breakdown. When we have soreness during our session, that's from like lactic acid accumulating. In other words, metabolic stress, but 
after is when we've got muscle breakdown occurred and that's what leads to delayed onset muscle soreness in other words and again as for junior session this can you can arguably say it's gonna lead to better endurance and energy the reason being is we our primary source of energy is carbohydrates and as I said, highly branched cyclic dextrin, the supplement I'm on about now, plays a part in, oh, it is a carbohydrate powder. As a result, it's going to give us energy throughout our sessions just to ensure we're constantly having carbs in our bloodstream. As well as that, highly branched cyclic dextrin is a slow release carbohydrate, meaning we'll have it constantly releasing through our session and we're not just going to, like, uptake it all at once and have a big sugar crash if that makes sense and as well as that as I said it can play a part in endurance and the reason why endurance is when like we need carbs to basically have energy so if we've got no energy we're not going to be able to take our sets as far as possible you could argue it's going to help you get a better pump during your session because when we get a pump that's when we've got that's from carbohydrates uh, being in our muscles, if that makes sense. That's from an increase in blood flow and carbs. So, yeah, I recommend taking that if you can afford it. That's a great supplement to have during your session. And next up is caffeine. So, caffeine, are probably the most, I think it's one of the most popular supplements, or you could argue popular drugs on the planet. So, uh, caffeine is actually called a stimulant and what that does is basically affect our central nervous system so it basically puts us in fight or flight mode so imagine when you get off a roller coaster you see a scary movie or you're in the gym training really hard and you're you've got tons of adrenaline flow and you're all amped up you're all like alert and all that or yeah your heart's racing during a movie that's you in fight or flight mode that's you in like a survival mode which means you're not in the place to recover, you're not in the place to digest your food. Your main function is what I like to say is not like in the olden days, for example, let's say you're getting chased by a lion. That's you're not gonna be digesting your food and focusing on making sure you're breaking down all your food. You're gonna be focusing on not getting it, and that's why you are in fight or flight mode. And the same applies here. I know it sounds a bit drastic, but you're not gonna digest your food or all that. However, it's got its benefits like having increased strength, power, alertness, endurance, I believe. So this makes it good to have before your sessions due to its benefits. And as well as that, if you're tired, it's just a wee pick-me-up. So the psychological effect on it, uh, sorry, not on it, the psychological effect it delivers can be very valuable because there's nothing worse than going into a session and feeling a bit draggy, feeling tired, like you can't perform well, because even if you can perform well, just knowing you feel like that, it's not, it's going to have a negative effect on your session, because you, you doubt yourself, you think, oh, I'm not feeling great today, it's going to be reflected upon my performance, when really, you can still perform well if you feel a bit draggy. As for caffeine, caffeine can affect sleep massively, so when you're sleeping, you want your heart rate to be nice and low, you want to be in a relaxed state, and that will basically help you get to sleep. Whereas caffeine does the opposite. It puts us in that fight or flight response mode. It means our heart rate's nice and high, so we're not going to be able to 
rest, recover and get a good night's sleep. So this means that if you train later in the day, it's probably best to avoid caffeine because sleep's much more important than having caffeine at that one time. And the reason why is, let's say we have caffeine at like 5 o'clock at night or let's say 6, we go to sleep at 10. Caffeine's going to be in our system still because caffeine has a half-life of around 5 hours. Everyone's slightly different, but it is around 5 hours. So let's say you have a pre-workout with caffeine in it at 6 o'clock. Then at 11 o'clock, you're still going to have half of it floating around your body going around your body and you're not going to be able to recover effectively so you might think oh I still get to sleep when I take it but it's still going to affect your sleep so the reason why sleep's much more important is the value sleep has on our performance on our mood on our ability to store information our ability to recover and let our muscles basically repair themselves that when we sleep that's when we're in the best place to build muscle that's when we release human growth hormone, which basically helps us recover. And as it says, grow muscle, growth hormone, hence in the name. So we should not compromise sleep. That's the last thing we should be doing. Sleep always comes first. Nothing's going to help improve your performance more than sleeping well. So don't take caffeine on the sake of just enjoying it or liking the buzz if you're doing later in the day. You can also get non-stimulant pre-workouts which can give you like a, a bit of a nice feeling, can give you better pumps and can just be nice to take before your session if you feel like, oh, you need a wee pick-me-up or you like just taking a pre-workout. So yeah, that's everything that I'm going to speak about today. There are, there are other supplements I take, like I take things for my sleep. I take a hydration formula and I take like a digestion, like digestive formula sorry can't get my words out today clearly but that's all I'm going to go over for like beginners that's all you really need again you don't need to spend a lot of money on them you don't even spend, need to spend any money on supplements to be honest you can get far without however for myself I don't miss an hour of sleep I don't really miss I never miss my food I never miss a strain session I want to get every single drop of progress I can out of my training and progress as much as possible uh, for stepping on stage next year. And due to that, that's why I take supplements. That's why I cover every single area I can to make sure I'm progressing and I'm constantly moving forward. So, uh, yeah. But again, the most important ones, if you can't afford them all, you don't want to take all of them, Do is take the ones that are going to give you good health so let's say you never ever ever eat fruit or veg then a greens powder is going to be best for yourself again it's dependent on the individual i'm not liable if you are let's say you've got you've got diabetes if you take carbohydrate powder if you take a ton of it i'm not responsible for that so do your own research look after your own health this is me just giving some general recommendations on what I think is best for yourself. So yeah, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If anyone wants to find out the amounts I recommend, I've actually got an information pack on supplements I give to my clients, so let me know and I'll send you that over. I've got no problems doing so. And again, if anyone wants a 
anyone wants some recommendations of where to buy supplements again just asking i'm more than happy to help so yeah hope everyone has a great day and thank you very much for listening